What is going on, everybody? It is your host, David, and I'm back with another episode of the Top Bunk Sports Podcast. And we have a lot to get to today, a lot to cover, a lot of information to kind of break down. And I'm going to get right into it, man. I mean, first of all, happy Friday, because this episode's coming out, you know, on Friday. And um, I hope everybody's happy for Halloween. I hope y'all got your costumes. I hope everybody saw their, fa- their favorite horror movies and kind of... You know, God got into the, the, the groove of things when it comes to Halloween. I mean, I saw, I hope everybody saw Black Adam. I know I did and I enjoyed it. And, you know, and <laughs> a lot of people said that it was going to suck and I don't think it did. I think it was a really good movie. I think it was well thought of. I know if anybody saw that post credit scene, I'm not going to spoil it, but, um, you know, it's definitely happened things up for a Black Adam part two. That's all I will say. Um, without that, you know, trying to get off the rails here. I want to get straight into the first topic, and that is the Knicks, baby. The Knicks are on a three-game win streak, a three and one record. They beat the Charlotte Hornets one thirty-four to one thirty-one in overtime. Now the Knicks were leading this game the entire way. They kind of crumbled down at the end of the third quarter, going into the fourth. You know, their defense kind of let down, and uh, you know. We couldn't hold on to the lead. It looked like the Hornets were kind of going to get get away with this. And I don't know, man. I, I, it To me, I was I was a little nervous. My boy kind of called me earlier today and was like, I know you were nervous. And I played it off like I wasn't. But I was really nervous considering the fact that, you know, this is the team we should be. We took care of teams like Detroit. We took care of a team like Orlando. And then yesterday we took care of a team um, in the Hornets teams that we should be beating like there's no excuse for us to be losing to teams like that we should be beating them um you know the grizzlies gave us a a a great fight we were down 16 and we ended up coming back and uh, we ended up tying the game and uh, taking them to overtime and that's something that again if i if i were a nick fan i'd be proud of because you know you start yes you lost the game yes it was a well fought you know, game, but you didn't get blown out. Blown out. You came back and fought. You took them to overtime, and it just, you know, John Morant did not slow down one bit. He showed you why he is the superstar that he is, and he put on a show. And you know, that it, it 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 takes a lot to really, you know, value in a in a team, especially when you're a team that is not making the postseason cons- consistently, um, like the Knicks. So. There's a lot of expectations with this team, especially signing a, a young point guard, a point guard that was well needed in the organization in Jalen Brunson. Um, and, you know, so far from what I've seen, he's delivered. I mean, he delivered last night. He played 41 minutes. He went 10 for 15 in the field goal, um, shot 66% from the field goal, had 27 points, had 13 assists, a double-double, his first double-double as a Nick. And man, he showed out with two clutch buckets, two clutch threes. And, you know, this is this is something that the Knicks really want from Jalen Brunson. This is something that 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 was they literally put everything. They put all the chips down. This is what they they want to see from Jalen Brunson. The Knicks have not had a valid point guard that can run the floor, that can speed up the pace since, in my opinion, I would say Raymond Felton. Um and this is why they paid him so much money. Do I think it was a lot? I think they could have got him for a little bit less. I think 104 was a lot. And I do understand a lot of Knicks fans. I've addressed it before. I do understand the Knicks, 
you know, kind of, or any NBA fan kind of looking at it from the side of, okay, you know, his dad is the assistant coach for the Knicks. His dad's agent used to be our, you know, is our president. His agent, that used to be Jalen Brunson's dad, dad's agent. Um, so, you know, I could see the confusion or not even the confusion, the speculation that this was all a big, you know, setup and, you know, that's how it worked out. But at the end of the day, listen, Jalen Brunson now has a, a, a team to, to kind of drive, drive forward, you know, not saying that he was held back by Luca, but you got to understand Luca was, is much bigger than him. Luca at the end of the day has the keys to that team. So when you're, when you're part of a team that you're, that, you know, you are a point guard, but you're playing next to the superstar of that team. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're looked at as, a, as an afterthought or as a second option. Now that you got this, you know, now, now that you got this team that I think he is from New York, I'm not mistaken. I think Jalen Brunson is from New York. Um, I'm going to just look that up real quick because I do think that he is from New York and I don't know. I, let me just check this up real quick. I, I do think he is from New York. Let me see real quick because I could be right. I don't know. Let me, let me, let me check. Um, doesn't say where he's from. Um, he's from, let me see. He's from. It doesn't say where he's from. That's weird. Uh, uh, it doesn't say where he's from. Okay, he's from Jersey. I completely forgot about that. That sounds that sounds about right. He's from Jersey. He went to Villanova. Um, so the kid has a lot of aspirations, and I'm I'm like I said, I'm excited. I never doubted it. You know, I do follow a couple of Knicks accounts, and I think I've addressed this before. Like I said, I do follow a couple of Knicks accounts that, you know, are always active on the Knicks, always report on the Knicks, whether it's good or bad. A lot of them did not like the signing of Jalen Brunson for the simple fact that they didn't think he was a top 10 guard. They were like, listen, if he's not a top 10 guard, I don't want him. And I don't think that we should be putting all our chips on the table for him. But at the end of the day, it's like this might turn out really well. You know, I don't think we're going to be a top five team in, you know, a, a, a top five team in the East. Do I think we can make six? Yes. And after six is when the playing comes in, because teams that make seventh, eighth, ninth or ten automatically have to play in the playing. Uh, teams from one through six are automatically in the playoffs and don't have to play in in the playing. I think they get a they get a buy as far as that. Um do I think we can make the six seed? Yes. Do I think we can make seven or eight or, you know, the plan regardless? Absolutely. We can. That's that's the playoff for us. It's like the wild card in the MLB. The plan is the wild card. Do I think we can make the wild card? Absolutely. Yes, we can. You know, this team, you know, they're, they're going to play a lot of card teams in the East and it, it, it's, it's, it's going to show. I mean, coming up, our next three games are going to be hard. You know, on Friday, we have the Milwaukee Bucks. That doesn't get easy. Right after that, on Sunday, we got the Cavs. That doesn't get easy. As much as people want to sleep or, or not sleep on the Cavs, excuse me, they're a hard team to, you know, they're a hard team. They're a really good team. 
and then we have the the Hawks. I'm trying to go to that game myself. I I, I think we need uh, I think we that would be a, a rock a raucous crowd, uh, considering the fact that you know Trey Young lives rent free in Nick fans' mind. Um, and he's gonna be back in the garden. You know, everybody's gonna be there. I'm trying to see if I can make it. Um, to that game. If not, then the game on, you know, that following week, uh, which is, should be on a Saturday, we play the Celtics. So again, it does not get easy for us. You know, we have, we really have, the, the schedule gets harder. Um, and, but this is, this is the opportunity that we take to really show out and to really just show like, hey, you know, we could definitely do something. We could definitely, you know, beat these teams and really show out and really show that we can, you know, play play out like that. We can really just fucking go ham and really beat the, the teams that we need to beat and 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 just show out. Um, and I think we could. I think we could. I think we could beat teams like Milwaukee. Um, I think we could beat teams like the Cavs. I absolutely think we could beat the Cavs. I think we can pull away with a victory against the Hawks. I think we could definitely beat the Celtics. Um, I'm the only piece that the Celtics got, and it was an upgrade. I'm not going to say that that piece was not an upgrade. Def- offensively and defensively, it was an upgrade to their um, shooting guard or point guard position um, as far as where they're going to place him because of uh, Marcus Smart. Uh, and that was the acquisition of uh, Mark uh, Malcolm Brogdon, um, and you know that they they're only they're only getting better from here. They're only gonna get better from here. Their their aspirations is to, is to go back to the finals and definitely win a chip this year. Um, and you know we 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 gotta look out for that. We we definitely want to make the playoffs. We definitely want to get to where we need to get to. But you know a strong game from guys like you know. Jalen Brunson with with that double double with those twenty seven points and thirteen assists, you know, and the defensive blocks of Mitchell Robinson. You know, Mitchell Robinson looks way better than he did last year. Very healthy, um, looked like he lost some weight, got stronger, was in the gym. Uh, Julius Randle looks like a much better, you know, player than he was last year. I'm really proud of what Julius Randle is showing so far. I mean, yes, we just started the season. But I'm really proud of what Julius Randle has shown this season. He looks more in tuned. You see him in the huddle this time. He's not sitting away from coach from Coach Thib- uh, Thibodeau. He's not, you know, trying to just do his own thing and doesn't look, you know, like he wants to fucking be out of here. He wants to, you know, he looks like he wants to be here. He looks engaged. He looks like he likes being here. I mean, that post that he posted on his Instagram a couple of days ago where he tagged the garden and he said, I've missed you. I don't think we would have saw that from Julius Randle last year. I mean, last year he unfollowed the Knicks. Um, I think he unfollowed a couple of players as well. I'm not sure, but I know he unfollowed the Knicks account and that kind of told everybody, you know, it was a very eye opener. Um, this was around the time that the Knicks were looking t- to trade him and were looking into De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox had recently unfollowed the, the Sacramento Kings and it, you know, it, 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 it's, it, for me, from right now, it's a huge turnaround. I mean, he looked engaged. I mean, even when he scored that clutch, uh, layup, where he, uh, I forgot how many minutes were on the clock or what the score was, but he scored that clutch layup, uh, and he kind of, you know, he was showing emotion. It was like, yeah, like that's the Randall I want to see. I think a lot of Nick fans are giving him shit 
because of the fact that yeah this was the guy that was signed over kd and Kyrie, and absolutely i i i understand why you would give him shit i didn't like it in the beginning because i'm like why the fuck are we signing somebody like julius randall you know when we should have been trying to get somebody like kd or Kyrie. i don't know what happened there and my assumption is that they did not want to sign with the knicks and they just wanted to go to brooklyn for whatever reason i don't know <laughs> um but yes that you know that we we had to take what we can get and yes julius randall was one of the reasons why we made the playoffs in 2021 um and then 2022 the season didn't really go too well for him but like i said i'm i, I believe in chances i don't think that nick fans should be going so hard on him right now you know you 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 can't you can't just fucking violate him automatically because of what happened last year listen last year is the past and if you're somebody that's looking into the past i don't know what to tell you i really just don't know what to tell you i, I think you need to fix that i'm gonna give him a chance now and, and and see because there's two ways this could go either he plays the way he's playing now and we get to where we get to in the postseason and listen if they trade him they trade him you know and if we don't, but he's still playing good and his value is up, then I would say trade him. I would say, yo, see what you could get for him. See, see what you can do and, and, and see who you could get back. Because again, the plan last year was, listen, if he's not working out for the Knicks now, trade him. The thing is, his value wasn't the going up so nobody was going to trade him the jazz didn't want to take him the jazz if the jazz would have taken him and would have taken somebody like maybe ob or maybe um emmanuel quickly which would have hurt because i love emmanuel quickly and i love ob topping to get donovan mitchell i would have taken it i would have taken it you know donovan mitchell's donovan mitchell at the end of the day and i was pretty upset when the Cavs got him but if if, if we if he can show if, if if he could show out and show that he's not the player that he was last year, I'm not complaining at all. I'm really not complaining at all. So, you know, let's see how this goes. I think a big test for us, like I said before, is against the Bucks because the Bucks are a team that, with them waiting on Chris Middleton to come back, they're trying to win another. They're trying to win another chip. They're trying to to take it all, and you know that's that's a big test for us. These these next these next five games are a big test for us, a really big test for us, or four I should say. Four games are a really big tests. You know, it's like I said, it's the Bucks, the Cavs, the Hawks, and then the Celtics. Four teams that we're gonna have that are that are really, that are really gonna make a push to get to the to the NBA Finals and win an NBA NBA title. But let's see, man. I'm 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 I can't wait for that for that game against the Bucks, and I'm really excited. On to the team that shocked a lot of people. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Giants are six and one. I'm going to repeat that. The Giants sit in second place right now of the NFC East. Six and one. When I tell you that nobody thought, nobody thought that the New York Giants would be six and one let alone second place in the NFC East. Because if you think about it, it would have went down between the Cowboys and it would have went down between the Eagles. We would have at least been third or fourth place. Nobody thought we'd be, we'd be, you know, second place. Now, 
Yes, a lot of that has to do with Saquon so far being healthy. And, you know, Brian Doble kind of shocking everybody and, you know, doing what he's been doing. Um, this has a different feel to it with the whole, it's the same thing with the Joe, uh, the Joe Judge shit. When a lot of, there was not a lot, but some giant fans are like, well, he comes from the Belichick system in the New England Patriots. He kind of has an idea of, of what, you know, of what we could do. I was kind of okay with it just because of that, but I wasn't too sure. Brian Doble kind of gave me a different feel. Not too much because the fact that I wanted Brian Flores. Um, but you know, knowing how the Giants are, I don't think they wanted to get Brian Flores, not because they didn't think he was a good head coach, but of, but because of the fact that the whole controversy with his lawsuit against the NFL and against the Dolphins, I think he did. Yeah. I think his, his lawsuit was against the Dolphins as well with the whole tanking, um, to try to get a first, uh, a first round draft pick. Um, you know, it's, it's to me, was I happy? I'm going to say, I, I'm not going to say I was happy. I was okay with it. Cause like I said, I wanted Brian Flores, but he's really shown out. I love his attitude. I mean, you saw the game against, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was against a, uh, oh, I don't know if it was against the bears or it was against the Packers. I'm sorry. It was against the Packers in London. It was against the Packers. We shockingly beat the Packers. Nobody thought we were going to beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Everybody thought we were going to get smoked. And we were in the, in the first half of the game. We came back and we beat them. And everybody kind of just, you know, saw the emotion. That video where he's walking, he's walking to the side and he's going back to the locker room. And you just see him pump his fist and get hyped. That's what I love. You know, this is somebody that was probably looked at as just another coach that the Giants are probably just going to use for two or three seasons and then dump out because they're not going to do shit. No, this this man is really doing this man is really doing his shit. And we're six and one. We're showing it. We just need to win the next two games. Um, I mean, our, our next game Sunday is against the Seattle Seahawks. That's that's going to be a test, um, especially the way Pete Carroll and uh, and Geno Smith are are showing i mean as far as Pete carroll he's kind of you know showing that without russell wilson he can still do it he can still lead this team to where they need to be and geno smith is just showing out geno smith has is, is the replacement for russell wilson and he's showing out he's really showing out he's really putting putting you know the numbers up and really taking the seahawks team possibly to where they need to be their first place in the division and you never know man they, they can definitely make make some noise so this is a big test for us to go seven and one before our bye week on week nine um you know if we get to eight and one record we'll definitely make the playoffs i think even getting to uh a seven and two record that should already tell you right then and there that we're going to make the playoffs. I'm excited, man. I think, you know, the fact that they also made, you know, this trade where then we're now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, they make this trade where they're, they're trading wide receiver, uh, Kadarius Tony to the chiefs for, uh, a, a third round, uh, compulsory pick. And a 2023 six round pick. This to me is a, is a good trade on the Giants part. I mean, both sides win. 
from the Giants' perspective, you're trading a guy that was barely on the field. You know, he was hurt most of the time. He really wasn't contribute contributing. I mean, he put out a tweet today that kind of assumed a cut that kind of he kind of I think either like dissed the Giants or like dissed the critics that were talking about his injury and kind of saying that he was never injured type shit. But it's like you weren't really doing for us anyways within our 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 um our seven games. You really weren't doing anything for us. So they kind of just gave him away. Uh, and then other people kind of looked at it like the Giants just helped out the Chiefs and made them more stacked than they, are, than they already are. I mean, listen, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and and Patrick Mahomes is going to make you look good regardless because that's just, that's just the type of guy that Patrick Mahomes is. He, he's going he's gonna to show out, and he's going to put out whatever he needs to put out, and he's going to help you out. So at the end of the day, it was, I believe, in my, in my, in my opinion, I believe that it that it was a win for us. Though that third round compensatory pick and that sixth round pick, um, the twenty twenty three six sixth round pick could turn out to be a positive for us. You just never know. But the Giants are are getting, you know, are getting rid of somebody that at the end of the day, you it's a win win for you. Uh, it's a win win for Tony because it, you know you leave a, a Giants team that is surprising everybody with a six and one record that is possibly going to make the playoffs this year to a team you know that has a legit quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who that has playoff experience and that most likely will make the playoffs and that's trying to make the playoffs again and win another Super Bowl. So it's a win win for him and I think. Uh, for me, it's a one. It's a win-win for uh, the Giants as well because he really, like I said, didn't really do much for us. And as as uh, as people may think, they may think that it's not a win, but to me, it is. I mean, let's, let's go go down to the Giants Instagram page, and you'll see a lot of comments where it's, most of them are like, "Yes, this is a win." Um, my thing is now, if you're trading him, you know. Are you gonna go out and sign an, an you know, an, a, a wide receiver? Are you gonna go sign a, a legit wide receiver star? OBJ is in the market. I would take OBJ in a heartbeat. You know, give him number thirteen back and put him on that field. At, you know, adding to what this team already has. Not you know, with Saquon Barkley. Let's 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 build that up. You know, OBJ is looking for a team right now. He's not playing for anybody. He didn't. You know, sign with the Rams again. You know, teams are not really going for him right now. If you give him a thing, you get him back home to the New York Giants with the way we're already playing right now. That's a win. We're automatically making the playoffs. Daniel Jones is playing the best football of his career so far. Like, you know, I'll take it. I, I will take it. I don't care. I don't, doesn't bother me one bit. I think the Giants owe it not only to the, as a, you know, as an organization, as a first class organization, but at, you know, for Brian Doble, who is showing up. And who can show that he can be here for a long time as long as we, he keeps doing what he's doing. I, I love it, you know. And if Saquon could stay healthy and, and, and really show what he's made of and, and, and show that he has potential to be who he needs to be and, and show why we why it was the right choice to draft him, we'll, we'll definitely be a, a, a... We're definitely a sleeper, I'll tell you that much. We're definitely a team that is slept on. Because of the fact that nobody saw it coming. But, uh, you know, now we're proving people wrong. And I, I can't wait to see what happens these next uh, these next couple of weeks. And, and hopefully, you know, just like this this is playing out, I, you know, if we make the playoffs, I, I can't wait. I really can't wait. So we'll see 
how this goes and 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 we'll see how how this turns out but the big blue are back 6 and 1 giants second place in the eastern in the in the NFC East and uh you know hopefully within a couple games maybe the you know maybe the Eagles start going down you know cuz they're 6 and 0 oh. you know Jalen Hurst is putting on a show Jalen Hurst is taking that Eagles team to a level that nobody thought you know they're the favorites to make the Super Bowl for the NFC and you know they just made a crazy trade with Robert Quinn uh the Philadelphia Eagles have, you know, traded edge rusher Robert Quinn to the Chicago Bears in exchange for a fourth round pick to the tw- in 2023. Listen, I'm sorry, they they from the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry, in exchange, yeah, in exchange for a fourth round pick in 2023. That's that's my mistake. He he's Robert Quinn is a beast. So the fact that you're telling me that. You know, my apologies. The fact that you're telling me that 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 you're already stacked offensively and defensively, defensively mainly, and you're already and you're adding him to this stacked defensive the uh, defensive line, man. Jalen Hurst is Jalen Hurst and this eagle this this Eagles organization is definitely going to be a problem. I listen. If the Giants could keep the keep their their ways and and keep it going the way they're 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 going, I cannot wait to see how this Giants and Eagles game turns out. Because we play them twice in the year. We play them. The first game is here in MetLife, and then the second the second game is our last game of the season in Philly. I cannot wait. I mean, if you look back to to his numbers here, uh, they kind of show right here his numbers uh, a little bit. It's in like in twenty in twenty eighteen, he had uh six point five sacks in sixteen games, and then the year after that he had eleven point five sacks in fourteen games. The year after that he had two sacks in fifteen games, so that was kind of like his worst uh, year of his career so far. And then in twenty twenty one he had eighteen point five sacks in sixteen games. Twenty twenty one had to be his best year with the most sacks he's ever had it um, in his career, possibly, and you know. Just you add that, and then you add the fact that Jalen Hurst is is phenomenal. That he has been everything that they wanted him to be. I mean, if you go back to when they drafted him, I forgot exactly what year they drafted him, but I know when they drafted him, they were going back and forth with him and Carson Wentz. You know, trying to, you know, bent, they, at some point they would bench Carson Wentz and then put Jalen Hurst to, you know, to start and. He showed out those times that he that that he was put in to start. So now that they traded Carson Wentz and and Jalen Hurst is their primary quarterback, you see how it turns out. You see how it's how it hits, uh, you know, affecting them in a positive way. They're leading the division. They're six and zero, um, and they're ready, man. I, um, they, that's one team that for me as a Giants fan, they're they're terrifying. They're terrifying. I mean, everything is is going good for Philly. <laughs> everything is going good for Philly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. We'll see what happens with the Eagles. We'll see what what could get done. I believe, in my opinion, that at the end of the day, there's really nothing. In my opinion, there's really nothing you could do to stop them because of the fact that their defense is so good. If you look at the defensive numbers, I think they're what 
I think they're first in the league when it comes to defense. Um, and I think offense, they're first as well. But I could be wrong. Um, I'm going to search that up for y'all right now. Um, right now, give me a second. I have my laptop open as I as I do this because, you know, anything could happen um, right now. So we'll just let me see right now. The Eagles are second in the in the in defense in the in the defensive rating. They are one of the best NFL defense defenses this season through six game. Philadelphia is holding opponents to a four point seven yards per play, fourth fewest, a league low twenty three point eight score rating by opponents, and an NFL high fourteen takeaways. Now, now that we know the numbers on defense. Look, let's 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 look at their offense real quick. So they're second in defense, and then all and then offense. Uh, let's check that out real quick. Okay, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right, I think they. I think they are ninth. Are they? Um, they're second in deep. I don't know why doesn't it tell me. Their their offense. Let me see. I don't know. It doesn't tell me they're off. They're rating an offense, which is weird. Um. Yeah, it doesn't tell me their ratings in offense, but I could tell you. I could promise you that it's it's pretty much high. Um, they should, in my opinion, they sh- they should be third. They should be third or fourth, as far as like offensive rating, but. Listen, <laughs> they uh, they're they're a dangerous team to be, you know, they shouldn't be played around with. Um, a lot of people, like I said, have them going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, I'm not gonna say that because I want my Giants to make the Super Bowl, so I'm not all automatically gonna say the Eagles. But listen, if the Giants happen, if something happens to the Giants, which I hope it doesn't, and the Eagles make the playoffs, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is definitely in the pudding, and it's right there. So we'll see what happens. Jalen Hurts, I I think is going to continue to 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 show out, and we'll see. Um, going on to third topic, we're going to move on to the M- to MMA, and UFC 280 was a great card in Abu Dhabi. You know, kind of stepped out and kind of showed out. Um, some shockers going along the way. The co-main event and the main event kind of uh, kind of showed out. Uh, first with the co-main event, uh, Sean, o- Sean O'Malley versus yeah, Sean, Sean O'Malley versus Peter Yan. Uh, O'Malley won that. A, a lot of people probably would have put Peter Yan to win as, as well. It was a back and forth brawl. I think Sean, o- Sean O'Malley kind of gained a lot of more respect. I don't think a lot of people were really putting so much respect on him. I think a lot of people were kind of shutting him down and kind of just really quiet, quieting him out and not really doing too much when it came to him. I think this fight showed it. And, you know, he's definitely, in my opinion, I think he's definitely going to get a rematch. Uh, this actually wasn't the co-main event. My apologies. Um, I, I'm gonna talk about the next the the co, the co-main event in a little bit, but I think Sean O'Malley kind of got his respect and kind of really, you know, is 
is going to give Peter Yan that rematch. That def- that fight definitely should have been uh fight of the night. Um, and, man, they went back and forth trading blows. I thought it was going to be a draw. That's how close it was. I didn't think uh, O'Malley was going to win that. It was a split decision. Uh, O'Malley won by one, which is crazy to see. That's how close and good the fight was. Um, but, yeah, man, it it, it, it just shows. Um, on to the co-main event, you had uh, you had uh, 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 Ster- you had Alster uh, Aljamain Sterling uh, versus TJ Dillashaw, and that fight kind of went Sterling's way the whole entire time, just considering the fact that TJ Dillashaw dislocated his shoulder, um, and you can tell he kind of uh, he kind of went. He was falling on the ground. I think he was in midair. He was falling on the ground, and he put his hand to, like, cover his fall and dislocated the shoulder. You could tell right away. And as soon as he dislocated the shoulder, he wasn't using, I think I think it was his left his left arm. He dislocated the shoulder on his left arm, wasn't using it at all. And Sterling's corner was telling him the whole time, get on that shoulder. Get on that shoulder. Don't have no respect for him. Get on his shoulder. You get on his shoulder. It'll give him a better, give you a better chance of winning. And he was trying to. DJ D- Dillashaw was was he did a great job of trying to defend that shoulder and really trying to like you know fight it. And um, he did at one point, but uh, you know at the end of the day it was too it was too difficult for for TJ and TJ ended up take uh, taking the loss. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was a, a TKO. You know, uh, I think this this fight definitely deserves a rematch, considering the fact that you know TJ wasn't a hundred percent. TJ kept on fighting. He could have quit. He could have told the referee, "Listen, my shoulder is dislocated. I can't fight." But he kept on fighting. He took his L like a man. I think that fight deserves a rematch. I was going for Sterling. Sterling's from Long Island, so you know I had to go out for you know for the hometown kid. Uh, but that one was a, that was definitely one of the fights that I was waiting to see. I couldn't wait for that one. Um, but now on to the main event, the most shocking one of all between Charles Oliveira and Islam, uh, Makachev. I think that's how you say his name. Apologies if that's not how you say it. I had a hard time saying his last name. Uh, but Islam shocked the world by submitting Charles Oliveira. Now, what's so shocking about it is one, Everybody was going for Charles. I mean, if you guys remember, Charles uh, had a bout. If I'm, I forgot who it was against. So mistaken me on that. But he had a bout, and he was uh, stripped of the title for missing weight. So he ended up winning the bout, uh, but he couldn't get his title back. And he was kind of pleading, like, "Hey, I won the bout anyways. Why can't I just get my title?" And Dana was kind of telling him, "Like, listen, you missed weight, so I can't help you with that because at the end of the day." You missed weight. You're not supposed to miss weight. So it's like you're not helping yourself here. You're kind of fucking up your own your own thing. And, you know, Charles was just looking at him like, dude, are you serious? Like, are we really just going to be, you know, like I, I just ran through this kid. You can't just give me the belt and then have me fight somebody else. And, and I kind of felt bad for the guy because it's like, man, you did all that training. You miss weight by I think it was what by by like by half by half half a point something like that um so it was kind of stupid i mean if somebody like khabib or connor would have did that dana was not going to strip them of the of their title um you know those are money guys 
but you know, I, I think this, I think this, the, the, the same, you know, the same respect should be given to Charles Oliveira because Charles, Charles Oliveira was on a streak and he has the most submission wins in UFC history. So he has earned his respect and earned his name in the UFC, you know, to, to just be violated like that, in my opinion. You know, yes, I understand he missed weight and contra, you know, and, you know, you have to face the, the consequences and all that. But it's like, I feel like it was OD. I feel like, you know, that there was, there, there should have been more respect on that. He ran through the guy. But, you know, this was the fight to get his title back. You know, the light heavy, uh, lightweight uh, champion. And he got submitted by Islam. Islam shocked the world. And, you know, he I don't think he was prepared for what Islam was going to give to him. Now, Islam is your lightweight champion. And let's see what happens with Islam as far as that. I mean, he's coached by Khabib. And you can tell within the attitude that, you know, he's he's trained well. He's trained well. He was trained for this fight. He was trained, you know, well for this fight. You know, he stood up against Charles. He he ate some of Charles' punches. He he gave Charles a fight. And I do think that deserves a rematch. A lot, a lot of the fights in this card deserve rematches from the way that they went, especially the 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 big the big three fights between uh O'Malley, Yan, uh Sterling, Dillashaw, and you know, with Charles and, and Islam. So let's let's see what happens, man. You know, the next big the next big event is two eighty one in Madison Square Garden. And that's gonna be coming up. I don't wanna spoil that too much, but let's let's see what 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 Dana does as far as those two fights. I can't wait to see to see what happens. But now I want to go back um a little bit to to the NBA and kind of talk about some comments, you know, kind of you just get off the games real quick and and talk about some comments that were made from Kyrie Irving explaining, you know, the situation that has been going on with Ben Simmons since the season started. If you guys don't know Ben Simmons, you know, it's kind of still trying to get in the groove of things with Brooklyn and trying to, you know, get his feet wet and trying to get comfortable. Um, you know, the, 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 the whole idea of what the Nets want from Ben Simmons is for him to shoot the ball more, score under the basket, really try, you know, really try to get back into his groove of things. Um, you know, there is a video of him, you know, there is post, post conference video of him explaining why he got fouled out. Um, I mean, of him getting fouled out against the Grizzlies and what he thought about it. He said that should not have been a foul, you know, and, and again, he has a point to complain because at the end of the day, you know, yes, he was baited into it, but to me, it didn't look like it was a foul. Uh, but he got fouled. He got called on that foul. He was fouled out. And I think with, with the whole thing of Kyrie yelling at him, telling him, you know, shoot, shoot the ball. And, you know, Dick, it was going to be axed. It was definitely going to be axed by, by the media on that because again, they just don't ask. They ask, sometimes they just ask the most stupidest questions just to get a reaction out of me and start controversy. Um, but I want to read you guys what Kyrie, Kyrie, uh, said. It said, Irvin explained his comments after the game. Quote, when I passed him the ball, I felt like he had a layup at the rim, Irving said, and I looked 
I looked him eye to eye and I said, shoot it, Ben. And of course, again, it's just a clip. It's a full game that we can look and and dissect. And that's what I'll do. This is a big picture thing. We want Ben to be aggressive every single play. We want him to get an assist every single play. We want him to rebound. We want him to play against the best player. We want him to do all, all the things we know he's capable of. But at this time, he's going to have to work himself on his own confidence and feel good about himself i'm not going to say i'm being patient or humble about it but the reality is that we're going we're just going to have to keep keep having to try this experiment every single night until we get the right uh recipe nets player it says nets players and coaches have reportedly stood behind simmons in his return and through his slow start simmons is averaging just 5.7 points six rebounds and seven assists over his first four games he had he has fouled out in two of the four games and is averaging 3.7 turnovers per 28 minutes despite the fact that the nets have started slow with the one and three record irving and the rest of his teammates still say that they believe better days are ahead for Simmons and the group. I just think that if I just think like if we're going to come in and be honest as a team, I'm not trying to just be critical over what Ben's doing right or doing wrong every single night. Irving said he's a basketball player. He's a professional. He has the skills to be a great professional. He's done it in the past and he hasn't played in two years. So you guys keep coming in here asking me, what about Ben? What about Ben? It just ha it just, it's just, he hasn't played in two years. Give him a fucking chance. So Kyrie is obviously frustrated on the fact that you know they're asking him about ben but they're not asking him as far as like what 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 does he think you know can be better for ben it's almost like they just want to get a reaction out of him to just start controversy and again i don't like that part of the media you know but when i've been very vocal about you know Kyrie and the media going back to when when he made those comments in 2020 about him not going to speak to the media to try to focus on social social justice. I'm not saying he can't. I, I've said it before. I, I've never said he couldn't focus on that. It's just my thing is you can focus on that once the job is once the job is done. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, you know, it is what it is. I wasn't going to make an opinion whether he got punished for it or not. But I do understand him getting punished and fined for it. Because when he got fined for it, people were kind of going to his defense as of, oh, why should he be fined for talking to the media? You know, I've said it before. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. You signed the contract stating that you are, you know, available to the media and that you will show up for media presentations. So if you're not showing up to media presentations, you're going to get fined because you're breaking part of your contract. You signed that contract. If you didn't agree with what a certain contract had on it on that paper, you should have not signed it. And you should have talked either to your your uh, agent or a lawyer and, and try to dispute what you didn't want and what you didn't want. Never disputed that. You signed that contract and there you go. So... When it when it comes to Kyrie and, and the media, I go back to that because, you know, there were some people that I spoke to, like friends that agreed with Kyrie and disagreed on my point. But, you know, I'm never going to shy away from that. I'm going to stay on that point. But as far as that, listen, Ben Simmons at the end of the day is a grown man. You know, Ben Simmons, if I'm not going dis to discount his situation with mental with mental health, I'm not going to 
discount his situation with his back. At the end of the day, like I said, he's always going to have his teammates around him. He's always going to have support, whether it's from family, friends, or just teammates in general, anybody in the, in the National Basketball Association. It's your job to make sure that you 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 know that you're in a slump and that you have to put the number you have to put the numbers that you have to put up to be a better player because you know everybody has one goal in mind and that's to win an NBA title. So if you you know there's there's everybody has to stay collective and everybody has to do what they got to do. Do I think it's 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 not fair for him for everybody to go? in on him just now, I don't think it's fair. You know, I do think that he deserves a chance because, again, the guy has been on for two years. Anybody else in the league that w- was in his position would have would have been in the same boat. You know, no, I don't think anybody would really feel bad for him. So, you know, I, I do think that he deserves a chance, and I do think that Kyrie is right. I think, you know, give him a chance. You know, he he has the talent. He was drafted first round, first pick for a reason. The Phillies, you know, the 76ers picked him up for a reason. You know, he has talent. This kid has talent, all, you know, defensively and offensively. You just have to show, you know, everybody has to get back in the groove of things. That's kind of what he's doing with Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn took a chance with him. And, you know, he's trying to, sh- he's trying to show that it just takes time. Now everybody can adapt real quick. Everybody's different. So I do agree with Kyrie on that. But I just wanted to address that and kind of talk about that because, you know, a lot of people, some people are agreeing with Kyrie as far as what he's saying. And some people are disagreeing with it. And, you know, it's become a, a topic of, about it and I do agree with Kyrie on that I think you know he deserves a chance and you know now he's on a fresh new team he's you know he's 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 not dealing with whatever he was dealing with in Philly and you know now it's time to him it's time for him to turn the page up so you know we'll we'll see we'll see how we'll see how this goes but now staying on the basketball and going on to the 0-4 Lakers ladies and gentlemen the Los Angeles Lakers are 0-4 to start the year and man, that I don't know, man. I I think when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers, I think it's 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 hard to tell. And the reason that I said it's hard to tell is because of the fact that you know a lot of people thought that the reason that the Lakers have started bad is because of Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, my apologies. I disagree. Before I get into just the Lakers as a whole, let me talk about the situation with Russell Westbrook, because I think a lot of people are going in on Russell Westbrook and really giving him shit when it's like, you know, yes, I am, you know, from what I understand, Russell Westbrook is is very respected in the league, very liked around the league, you know, very a very positive guy. I don't know that, but this is from what I've heard from reports about people describing Russell Westbrook as a person. So, you know, I think people, yes, Russell Westbrook is not the same player he used to be, and I don't think he will ever be. But at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook is a future Hall of Famer in the NBA. Russell Westbrook, for however his career goes down, just like Carmelo Anthony is a future Hall of Famer in the NBA, Russell Westbrook is a future Hall of Famer in the NBA. I think a lot of people disrespect him because he's not the same who he used to be. He's kind of struggling. And you know what? He may not want to be with the Lakers, but at the end of the day, everybody goes through their struggles. All I'm saying is if Russell Westbrook goes off this the rest of the season and it turns out the way it turns out, I don't know, man. I, I think everybody's kind of, is going to kind of start switching on him. And it's not, it's, that's not what I like. 
you know, because everybody's giving him shit when it's like, you know, in, in, in all reality, it's not just him. You know, you got to also break down that Anthony Davis can't stay healthy for to save his life. Anthony Davis is always hurt, whether it's his ankle, whether it's his knee. Now that it's his back, because I heard yesterday he was, you know, going through it with his back. And it's just like, this is a constant thing. I don't remember. I think the last time Anthony Davis was actually healthy, like healthy, healthy, had to be in 2019. I think these last three years, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis or 2020. I'm sorry, possibly 2020, but 21 and 22, man. He so far he he he, he can't stay healthy. My apologies. He cannot stay healthy. He cannot stay healthy. And you know, to me, it's just like damn. <laughs> you know, like as like how how much are the Lakers gonna keep sticking to it, and how much are the Lakers gonna keep? You know, staying on the fact that maybe they don't need him. Maybe they don't really need somebody like Anthony Davis. Maybe they need to trade him and try to because any team will get him. That's the thing about Anthony Davis is regardless of his injury problems, a lot of a lot of of teams really don't look at that because they'll still look at him as a powerhouse offensively and defensively, and still just look at the name Anthony Davis. And they know what he brings to the table when he's healthy. So I think, you know, if the Lakers do make a trade for him in the trade deadline or even trade him now, he'll he'll get picked up and they'll get pieces back. You know, a lot of the talk has been coming around from LeBron and not in retrospect of, of them being, you know, him being the reason that they're on for. A lot of people are just saying maybe the Lakers should trade LeBron because with all this is going down and the Lakers not winning a game and kind of losing to, you know, to these teams like, you know, the Nuggets who are a good team and losing to, you know, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I think they lost to the Suns, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Uh, but, you know, losing to teams like that and kind of, you know, starting the season on, on, on a bad note, you really just don't, you just don't know. You know, you just don't know. And, 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 I think LeBron is is you know now that he's thirty seven and um he'll be I think in December he'll be thirty eight you know and he's still showing out like he's always shown out you know if you do trade him LeBron is still LeBron LeBron you'll get pieces for LeBron any team would want LeBron uh so you just I don't think it's a bad idea I think getting LeBron you know trading LeBron it would it would be a stupid idea from the organization himself. Do I, from a fan perspective, I don't think it's a stupid idea, and I'm not a Laker fan. I don't think it's a stupid idea because at the end of the day, you really don't have anybody. You know what I mean? And who are you really? Who are you really gonna get? Who are you really gonna get as far as you know? Who are you really gonna get as far to to, to help you? Because you need help on offense. Your defense is the only thing winning in this whole scenario as far you know as for the season to go. Your defense is, is is winning. You know you have no outside, you know, perimeter shooting, and that's what's killing you guys. You know the Lakers because we're in the league now that you know they're bait. They're just relied on outside shooting. You have no outside shooting. You know Anthony Davis can hit threes, but he's not consistent. LeBron can hit threes, but he's never been consistent. He's never been a consistent shooter. I've always said that since the since you know I've I've been able to talk to other basketball kids about 
just you know one-on-one basketball you know just have a sit down with them and just talk about basketball he's never been a consistent shooter so that's not gonna help they have no shooting russell westbrook can't even shoot the ball and that's no disrespect to russ that's just facts he can't shoot the ball he cannot shoot can he still drive can he still play can you know make plays can he still play defense absolutely he can do all that but he cannot shoot the ball so that's what's hurting the lakers right now and i think they're playing teams that can that have well shooters so when you're not really attacking the rim like that and you're just relying on your shooting it kind of you know it it it, it doesn't it doesn't help and man you know, it's. I'm not a Lakers fan, so you know, I I pray and I thank God every day that I, we're not dealing with the type of struggles that the Lakers are dealing with right now. Um, but you know, there are teams that have started bad in the beginning of the season and then, and then they end up going all the way up to either winning the chip or to you know getting to the playoffs or not even getting to the playoffs. I I, I think. If if LeBron doesn't make the playoffs this year, that is that's an eye opener. That that's something that that's something that 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 should be LeBron should really think about. Like, yo, what are we doing here? Like, really talk to Rob Palenka and Genie Bus and just look at them and just be like, hey, listen, what's what's going on here? Because we've missed the playoffs for two years straight now, and you know, not for my own sake, but you know, we we want to make the playoffs. What what do we have to do? Uh, and I don't think, you know, they should just let this season waste by. I think what they should do, if they're going to trade, you know, if they're going to make big trades and, you know, surprisingly or shockingly trade Anthony Davis or LeBron James, do it at the trade deadline where everybody's engaged and kind of saying, all right, what can we give up and what can we really, you know, use for the second half of the season? Because once the second half of the season comes, you know, it really matters where you're locked in up in the standings and what you need to do and how far you need to keep going to get to where you need to get to. And that's the playoffs and winning going to be a title. So let's see what happens with the Lakers. If I'm not mistaken, I think their next game, um, I know they just lost to the Denver Nuggets. So I believe if I'm not mistaken, I think their next game is against the Minnesota Twim- Timberwolves and Minnesota, you know, they, they got the twin towers and, you know, D'Angelo Russell has been playing solid for them. You know, D'Angelo Russell kind of gives them a lot as, as far as a point guard. And they have shooting. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns could shoot the three. Uh, Anthony Edwards could shoot the three. Um, you know, D'Lo, like I said, he could shoot the three. So that's that's a way that they could definitely beat. Uh, they could definitely beat the Lakers because they really have no, you know, perimeter they really don't have no uh perimeter shooting uh anthony davis you don't know how he's gonna be considering the fact that he's always hurt so you know if that's the case Anthony towns and rudy get uh rudy gobert sorry uh can take advantage of that and take control in that so we'll see what the lakers do um hopefully i you know i do hope they they win their their first game tomorrow against the timberwolves even though I'm pulling from my man's cat, you know, DR straight out of here. You get it. You get it. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Los Angeles Lakers. Right now, it's it's a, it's a tough time to be a Laker fan right now. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but last but definitely not, le- not least, we have the World Series, ladies and gentlemen. The 2022 World Series is happening on Friday. October 28th and man when I tell you I am excited I am excited now 
as far as me, I'm going for that Houston Astros. Houston Astros, I'm sorry. Now, for some people to be like, oh, how are you going to go for a team that cheated? Let me tell you something. I do not give a shit, nor do I care about any team in my conference because I don't give a fuck. I don't care about the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't care about the Atlanta Braves. I do not care about the Washington Nationals. And I certainly don't give a fuck about the Miami Marlins. I don't care about any of them. So the fact that from 2019 to 2022, in 2019, the Washington Nationals made the World Series and they won it. In 2021, the Atlanta Braves made the World Series and they won it. Now the Phillies have made it to the World Series and they can possibly win it. Three teams have made it to the World Series in 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 the in the Eastern in the Eastern Division in the East Division. I don't like it. I don't like it. I really don't in the, I don't like it. And it's pissing me off and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I hope I really do hope that Steve Cohen and Billy Epler are taking a look at this and really, you know, putting two and two together as far as like, dude, you know, what, you know, what's going to, what's, you know, not, not even like what's going to happen. Like, okay, you know, let's, what do we, what do we, what do we need to add? What do we, who we need to get rid of or who do we need to, to, to sign to really kind of like, you know, put this team up to where they need to be. To be honest with you, you know, we need better relieving. I think relievers is one of the main things that, you know, Steve Cohen and Billy Epler need to really like take a look at and really upgrade on. Um, I think as far as starting pitching, Tywin Walker and Carlos Carrasco need to go. I don't care what anybody says. If Tywin Walker had a solid season and Carlos Carrasco had a solid season, the way these guys, the, the unpredictability of these guys was scary as shit. Because if we were to make the division series and these guys were pitching game three or game four or game five or whatever, they would get absolutely smoked. Okay, these guys were not consistent. And yes, they had a solid record. I get it. Carrasco finished with a 15 and six record. I think Taiwan Walker, if I'm not mistaken, he finished with a winning record. And I listen, I. I don't, I don't care. I listen. I just don't. I, I, I don't care. I, you know, I, 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 I don't care. I, they're inconsistent. They're in, they were inconsistent, and I did not like it. Um, he, yeah, he finished with a twelve and five record and a three point four, a three point forty nine, uh, ERA. I'm good with that. Not good as like I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that as far as to let him go, because no. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, it's to me, it, you know, it's, I, don't get me wrong. Did I like him when we first got him? Absolutely. But the inconsistency is not helping. And in order for us to, to, to get into the playoffs and, and, and have good pitching, to me, he's not one of them. I, I don't think he's one of them. And, and it hurts. Same thing with Carrasco. Carrasco's a really good guy from what I've heard. You know, he loves the game. He pitches with, he pitches with his, you know, with his with the with his heart on his sleeve, but I I I personally don't think that 
you know, it's it's going to withstand us in the playoffs. And I don't think he's going to pitch like a Cy Young pitcher or whatever. Same thing with Walker. So I do think we need to, and, you know, Bassett could go too. Bassett could go and, you know, we need to upgrade on starting pitching. Um, like, for example, let me, let me just look at something real quick. Let me, let me look at the free, the free agency, uh, list real quick and just show you the pitching that we can possibly get, um, for next, uh, for, for, for next season. Let, let, let's, let's see this real quick. Let me, let's, let's, uh, let's see this. Um, let's go position by position. Let me see if this website opens depending on how bad my Wi-Fi is. Okay. Um, I mean, look, I could tell you, you know, I know I, this was supposed to be about the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros, but let me just go on a thing real quick as far as catchers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for the the Mets, that's it. James McCann needs to go. James McCann needs to go. I I'll give you two. I'll give you hell. Yeah, I'll give you two catchers right now that the Mets can go after for uh for for cat for catchers right. Wilson Contreras, that should be a fr- 31, but can still catch and can still hit. Christian Vasquez, 31, but can still catch and can still hit. Right there and off the bat, that should be a, a, a give me. That 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 should be a give me right there, just based on the fact that, you know, we, it's better solid catching that can not only defensively catch, but offensively can get me, can get me hits. James McCann could barely hit the fucking ball. Like, like it's just embarrassing, and and I'm sorry. He's a good guy, and I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but he could barely hit the fucking ball, and it would piss me off every time he would get on the play. Even when I'm at games, I'm like, oh shit! Like, what is this guy gonna do now? Because he couldn't hit. So just catching right there off off the bat just tells you. But you know, let me just go to let me just go to uh to 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 um to pitching real quick, and let me just kind of. Like even des- designated hitters, JD Martinez would be a good option. Michael Brantley would be a good option. Uh, let's see, let's see. I'll take. I'll bring back Vogel back. If you want to get Nelson Cruz back, I'll take that. A, mo- a home run hitter to the max. Um, let's see. Uh, even though he's forty one, I'll still take it. Um, let's see, let's see. Starting pitching, the whole list right here. You can get Carlos uh, Rodon, Aaron Nola. Kershaw's not the same, but hey. So, well, I'll take him. Uh, if, if we can keep Jacob Degrom, I'll take it. If Chris Bassett, you know, decides he wants to stay, then so be it. You know, even though I'm up, you know, I, I, like I said, if they get rid of him, I'm fine with that too because he was very inconsistent. Justin Verlander had an, an amazing season. I, I would take him. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, maybe Kyle Gibson. No, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, let me see. Not Oda Rizzi. You could take you could take Andrew Haney. You never you know, I'll I'll take that. Uh let's see, let's see. Hmm. Mike Clevenger. I wouldn't mind Mike Mike Clevenger. Um yeah, so there's a couple options that you can pick if you do not bring in Tywin Walker and Carlos Carrasco back. So you know, as as the same thing with relief pitching. There's a whole list of relief pitching right here. I mean, let's hopefully we sign Edwin Diaz back. I mean, you can get Kelly Jensen, you can get Tyler Rogers, uh, you can get Michael Fulmer, you can definitely get Chad Green, you could get Montero, who's an absolute an absolute uh a good uh 
a good um season this season uh adam Aravino, i would get back i would don't mind getting back richard blair uh who else who else um matt moore i wouldn't mind getting matt moore you know uh who else who else david robertson david robertson had a had a, a solid season for the phillies seth lugo i'll take seth lugo back um let's see uh I mean Trevor May okay I guess I don't know that that's that would be hard to tell. Uh, Will Smith I'll take Will Smith. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of options to take. Um, Will Harris again you just you just don't you just don't know. So there's a lot of options you can take, and 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 as somebody that's that that is the general manager or an owner of the New York Mets I'd be looking at a list like this and being like all right let's see let's 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 throw our names out there you know let's 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 see what we can what we can do as far as as getting filling in the positions that we need to be filled in because that's that's one position that needs to be filled in if you're a Mets if if you're the Mets you know it needs to be looked at automatically so you know you just never know um but as far as that man i think when it comes to the mess they need to take care of that but when it comes to this this world series it should be an entertaining series it should, it should be an entertain, entertaining entertaining i'm sorry series you know the philly shocked the padres you know being them 4-1 in the national league championship series i didn't think they were going to do it but they did um i did want the padres to win although they eliminated the mess you know, because I just don't like the Phillies. Fuck Philadelphia. <laughs> and, but respect to them for making the World Series. You know, if they win, they win. They are on a momentum right now. They cannot be stopped. Uh, Harper is getting his ring or whatever. Um, and, you know, it, it, it is it is what it is. They, do, they, do they have a chance to beat the Astros? They do, but I don't think they will. Because... Uh, you know the Astros are coming off of off of off of a big a bigger momentum. You know they swept the 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 Mariners um, three nothing in the wild card. They go on and they play they play the Yankees and um, you know they sweep the Yankees four nothing and they're seven and zero in the playoffs. And it's just you know it's like man it's you know right now they can't be stopped. Who knows if they if they could beat them. If they could sweep the Phillies and 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 win the World Series in in Philadelphia, you know what I'm saying, and silence that Philadelphia crowd. So it's definitely going to be good. Um, I can't wait. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think the two starting pitchers for for Game One. Let me just check that real quick. Uh, I'm gonna check that for you real quick. I'm gonna actually check out the the starting pitcher and the time. I don't think it t- does. It tells me. Um, let me see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, hmm, I don't know why it doesn't tell me right here. Hmm. And I know that the game starts at eight oh three, something like that. Yeah. So it's game one. Phillies at Astros. Uh, Friday, October twenty eighth at eight oh three. I think it's. I think. Justin Verlander is pitching uh, for them. And for the Phillies, uh, yeah, Verlander is going to start for the Phillies. And um, 
I mean, for the Astros, I'm so sorry, man. I, I've 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 been off today. Uh, let me see. It doesn't tell me who the Phillies are gonna start. Oh, okay. So the Houston Astros and Philadelphia Phillies will meet to begin the 2022 World Series on Friday. Game one pits Philadelphia's Aaron Nola against Houston's Justin Verlander in the battle of a starting pitching. So there you go. But do I predict? My prediction, actually, not do I predict. My prediction is the Astros will beat them in five. It could go to six, but I'm going to give Philly a chance. I'm going to say five. I don't I don't think Philly's going to be able to stop uh, uh, the Astros' momentum. So we'll see, man. Game one of the World Series, 2022 World Series, starts Friday at 8.03. Let's get it. With that being said, guys, I appreciate you guys listening to this long episode. I hope you guys, you know, I appreciate you guys always for the support. And I hope you guys have a good weekend and, you know, enjoy this new episode. There's more episodes coming on the way. But with that being said, I'm out and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.